you know, it's cool that you guys have that there's so many different people from all over because they look out for those sites like yeah. I'll like, like I, I would never like I check that site once in a while, but I would never look for a release on there. Like no, never. Duties would kill me in the first half, but second of all, like I don't know. My first pair of roos, so we'll see. Dang. How they fit. <laughs> How they <laughs> fit. I'm a you go a half up? I went eleven. Every they, they advised me I'd be okay. Uh actually, maybe I didn't. Might have Would you go forty you went forty five? Is that eleven and a half? I think it's eleven and a half then, yeah. Yeah, I went I went forty six and they were perfect. Oh good. Then I should be fine. Yeah, I was I'm not that picky. But they actually they came out yes. really they were really good. Oh man! Was, you know, I'm surprised, man. These were. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I just, I don't have the. I'm not gonna say funds. Like, I kind of, I don't want to spend the money on shoes. Like, I just don't want to do it unless it's something I really, really want, or it's something that like. But, but, what are they? Are they in here? Yeah, I just got another pair of IDs. In. I posted them today. Like, I, I'll do that. I'll dye some stuff I have. Unless it's something like like the I kind of really want the dunk uh, the Halloween joints, the oh yeah, the, the mummy wrap. Either one is actually really dope because I'm a sucker for glow in the dark. But like, if I don't, whatever. Yeah, me too. There's been like, I don't know. There's just there's been a lot of everything the last couple of years, right? I mean, it's got to be really exciting. I don't know. I'm not too excited about anything either. The last show I really wanted was the clot, and they're on stock X for like two hundred bucks. So what's the worst that happens? I spend an extra $15 on the shoe. Like not a big deal, yeah. you know? And after seeing that, I'm like, you know what? Do I need another pair of shoes that are a color I'm probably not going to wear? Probably not. The clock, which one? The LD waffle or the, or the Air Max one? No, the, uh, I have the Air Max one, the, um, the, the waffle. The orange one, the orange with the green. Oh, there's another one, right? That's just coming out, or the gray one. But it's the it's gray like, one. It's welded technology, so it looks like it's it's like the Air Max One, so it's super whack. Oh, uh, I saw that today. Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's a, there's been a lot of good undefeated stuff dunks. that's come out that people are ignoring. What are those undefeated dunks in your hand? Yeah, he's a Nike guy now. You know that. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Doesn't happen too I much. Say anything it's... about that at all. What's up? So what's on the agenda here today? Do I have to be like angry? Do I have to be disgruntled? What's going on? You're definitely the angry one, I think. Nah. nah. I wanted Rico because Rico posted today those kids. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like a bunch of kids opening up a pair of shoes. And as soon as they opened it, they all went, whoa. And he was like, this is the content I want to see more of because he complains about the content. I was like, Rico, that's totally set up. You're an actor. You should know that. He's like, <laughs> still, John. <laughs> I'm pissed off. He's not on because I want to. We were arguing. But uh uh, I'm not too angry. I think this is born out of you uh, commenting on on Russ Russ Bingston. Oh, was that me or Mike? That was me. Oh no, you you, you reposted Mike, didn't you? Oh, I did. I reposted it. You too. support you supported him. Oh, we I both did. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, and then we talked about. Did we talk oh, about it? Oh, oh, we were talking. Yeah, we okay, definitely okay. talked about it. Oh, I, but I don't want to go at Russ. Fuck. I think we're we, all it can be it can be the uh, it can be the jumping off point. I mean, it's I don't think he said anything that was too toxic. I think it was pretty much on target. Like you, you really don't know who's into it and who's not. Like people just buy shit because they have money. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it with Oliver earlier that 
it's a very different it's a very different thing collecting now because it's collecting it's collecting it's collecting because you're popular and that's how you maintain your popularity as opposed to you know like like we were talking about the rise of Ronnie and the rise of like Dion and Concept and how they're popular because they made stuff that was amazing right whereas and and this isn't like throwing shots at like Salehi or Joe Fresh Goods but their first releases you saw them on someone hot before they actually got released so it wasn't like you ever knew is it because the shoe is hot and the shoe and the concept and all of that is good which i think it is or is it because the popularity of the people that you saw with it helped sell or move that product so like with ronnie with concepts it's sort of like a natural growth it's organic because it's based on you know the idea the the visuals the you know the the mystique whatever it is it wasn't about a celebrity that was tied to the shoe when i see salmon toes i don't think i don't think about any celebrity when i see when i see the kennedys i don't think about any celebrity right like i'm not thinking about that i'm thinking about how awesome that shoe is when i think about salehi when i think about joe fresh goods i think about all star weekend and i think about all the things that dropped then and how it was like the first big splash. I think about Kawhi Leonard. I think about like other things other than that shoe. I don't think about, man, that shoe really moves me as a shoe and nothing else. And Did so you I get think, it? Did you get any of those? No, I got none of those. See, that's the, the, that, the, that's part of it, isn't it? <laughs> if you would have uh, got it, you would feel differently, wouldn't you? I mean, personally, I admit I will. You know, when the bodegas dropped um, the the V3s, um, I didn't even like them at first. And then I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling the release. And then they did that release and people didn't like it. And, and it went fine for me. So, you know, people in the group always talk about how they don't like bodega. A couple of people in particular, because just backdoors or or whatever that release I have no problem with Bodega because I got the last pair I liked from them. So I'm not mad at them. I'll be mad at something else that I didn't get, right? So, so no, I'm not saying that's the only reason why. I'm just... I, I think that you, like we as people who like to buy shoes, I'm, I'm going to take it back to the Joe Fresh Good thing. So the shoe I thought was fire prior to anybody wearing it. Like the color blocking was on point. Volcanoes, Jelly 3 and Jelly 5 are probably my favorite color blocking out of two other shoes prior from Ronnie. So like when you see red and the hues of browns, like I like that mix. So it didn't need to be tied to anybody for me to be like, damn, that's a fire shoe. The thing that like sullied me about it is for New Balance to drop it in that way on an all-star weekend based around basketball in the place where the weekend is, was kind of like a slap in the face to people who have been buying and collecting New Balances for this many years prior to. Like that's not something you would normally see. And I, I get that you have to step into that realm, but the availability wasn't there. The accessibility wasn't there and neither was the transparency on the release. So it's like New Balance, fuck is up. And I get that you have your guy that needs to make pairs and they want to make it special for him, but like, let's do a wider release. Let's have it drop places. Let's have, let's have them be available somehow, some way. Like Levi's fucked me up even more. I was even equally pissed off about Levi because nobody said a word about it. And low key, I've been back channeling people in Europe trying to find out when the damn shoe's gonna fall. Like, I was like, okay, cool. And then it, 
I'm more salty about Levi's and not getting Levi's and Joe Fresh Goods, which is whatever, besides the point. But it's not so much that they're tied to all these other things. It's that the organic feeling that you get when you buy shoes that you like from places that nobody else buys from or even cares to even look at get gobbled up by people because they see a, a resale price or they see it for an all-star weekend and all these extenuating things are like circumstances that have become big to them. Like, I don't, that's what's make me, that's what makes me like salty about the entire situation. Yeah. So I guess I'm the angry one tonight. Thanks. <laughs> and it's salty because of New Balance, right? New Balance, a brand we've all been wearing for so long and didn't have that problem. Maybe if a kith release, maybe it was a little tougher, you know, but it wasn't generally that tough to get a, get a New Balance. And now, so yeah, the newcomers, I mean, people into the, you know, it's popping off, right? To think, to think back to uh, John, your point before about like you being able to get the bodega release and that sort of being the difference. Like, I think for me, you know, I think about like Ronnie's Gel Light 3s, the early stuff. Like, I don't have any of that. I don't have, I didn't have Kennedy's. I didn't have original Kennedy's, right? I don't have any lobsters. And so when they come back around, I get the feeling, I guess somewhat of nostalgia, but also like that's an organic feeling that's not tied to like anything else, right? Like the Bodega pair, the Bodega 990 V3s that released, I don't tie that to anything. I haven't seen that shoe before. Like I tie that to you know, Bodega just being real big and really, you know, really have a having a following right now in New Balance. If they didn't, that shoe would have sat. And so, like, I think, you know, for me, it's it's like I I like the organic nature, like like Mike just said, of places that never, you know, never sold out of shoes or always had shoes that I would, you know, support and go buy. And now I can't even like. I can't even look at their site without, without stuff just like being gone. Like I've, I've been cartjacked. I got cartjacked for um, the 990 V3 version, version three, like the one with the little red tag on yeah. Friday. And I was, I was so pissed, like, like me and Justin and Justin gets everything. So I knew that it was bad when, when he couldn't get a pair. So like, I think, I think for me, it's more just about, um, I don't know who's into sneakers, you know, for clout or for resale or for whoever versus people that are like, man, this shoe really, I really want to wear it. I really want to put it on foot. Like, you know, that's, that's why I'm chasing it. And that, and that is gone. Like that's dead. Like that's dead. Like people, people are going after shoes to sell them. They're not, or they're going after to repost to, to, to prove something. They're not going after them to, to wear you know, and just enjoy the shoe as a shoe. But to bring it back to Russ, I don't, I'm not, I'm not mad at him for what he said. I think, I think he was on point. I, I think I expressed this point to you, John, that it's refreshing to me to see someone in the industry that has connections that is at his, at his level that is really like able to call it out because the one thing that frustrates me and that I hate and that I keep hearing is like oh resell is part of the game oh resell is this like like i don't like resell i don't i hate resell i don't have to be com comfortable with it i don't have to like it like 
don't tell me like I shouldn't have to accept that that's part of the game when that's seventy percent of every shoe shoe release now, right? Like when it was ten percent, it was like okay, but now it's like you know the the majority of every release is for resale or for clout or whatever, and I'm like. I shouldn't have to accept, like, I don't have to be happy about that. And I'm happy that he's not happy about it because he's at that level where he doesn't really have to deal with it or accept it. And so it's always sort of frustrating when I watch Complex or watch, you know, all these like celebrities or people that have popularity or clout and they're like, oh, well, it's resale. It's part of the game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't dismiss it. Don't act like it's not a problem. I, or act like it's just part of the game. It's it's not. It's a frustration that people have to deal with. So on the same lines, I someone reposted a photo of a maybe early 20s woman. There's a bunch of them on Instagram and her enormous sneaker room. And I, being somewhat of a grumpy old man sometimes, <laughs> decided to do the obvious thing for someone in my position and scroll back on her feet to see how long she'd been in sneakers. Okay, I'm, I'm admitting I was checking to see if she was legit. So I did, I scrolled back. Gatekeeping. Yeah, I was gatekeeping. And I went all the way back to, I think she went to 2015. Got a bunch of pairs from there. And I decided that that was acceptable then she 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 you know in my mind i said okay i didn't follow her but it was it was some gatekeeping shit um but you know i want to clarify that what russ said and i think what he's to sum up he said you know a lot of people have just buying their collections don't be impressed by them just they might as well just show their bankroll um and something something about what really would would prove that you've been in the game for a long time um, some gatekeeping. What, what bothered me was that a lot of people reposted it because we know that. And not only do we know that, he's posted that same comment. He probably posts it every month. So why do we need to hear it again? Like, well, I, I want to move the conversation forward. And I think that's what we're doing here. I mean, it's accepted. We're talking about resell. We know people are buying it and maybe don't even want it and just sitting on it and ruining it for the rest of us who really want to release and we got to go buy it on the resale market sometimes for less than retail we get lucky on a on a, on a bodega or a, um, a 5740 concepts i think that one's kind of sitting as as they say but um but we have to go through the motions because we can't get it on, on on release date so all these things are a factor we're not changing it not, nothing's going to change it until the market gets close so i just feel like we you know, instead of complaining, instead of, yeah, look, look, you know, you're stunting on Instagram, you have all this money, we know, we know, we know. I mean, yeah, we know. So, so what are we going to do about it? I mean, I mean, realistically, I think that <clears throat> kind of touches on what Dave was saying, even though we know, there are people who don't know, there are people who are just like, oh, man, this guy's got a really good collection. There are people who don't go look, there are people who just assume that that's what it is. Like, I, not in like, on, as I would normally say on like some hater shit, like whatever, do you, whatever you want with your money. But I don't, I don't think it's right that people see that as a, as, as it means to be like, Oh, wow. They, they've got stature. They got a lot of shoes. Don't worry. No, they don't. They just, they have a lot of money and they buy stuff. Like you don't, don't think of it that way. Don't think of it as the way that you need to curate your collection or even worry about shoes or think about things in that way. You should just be like, yo, I, I like that five, seven, four, even though it's the worst new balance model ever. You love it. Cool. You should go buy that. If that's what you like, like, don't 
fall into the coercion of, of people with, you know, 1.3 million followers who have a whole sneaker room who've never even stepped foot in a sneaker line, who've never even looked at another shoe outside of what the hype stuff is. They don't have a publicist telling them, hey, listen, you should buy all of these shoes because uh, Complex will, will feature you if they see your sneaker shopping. If you go on this show, like it's, it's no longer about like who likes to collect shoes. If they make that show, that's all bullshit. Like they don't really, Corday went in there, he's like, oh, those shoes are $3,500. You didn't know that because you don't fuck with shoes. Because you fuck with shoes, you'd know what that price was. You got to the register, ready to swipe out, and you stepped off. And people were like, oh, yeah, shout out to Corday for not buying those. Uh, why? He's on a sneaker shopping show about shoes and didn't know shit about the shoe he was trying to buy. Did anybody pick up on that? No. They just were like, oh, yeah, he didn't want to spend that kind of money because that's crazy. There are other things that you can read from that. And I think that Russ's comment is good because it's coming from Russ One. And he's been doing sneaker blogs, sneaker conversations, sneaker shows for 20 years, sneaker editorials. He's been in the mix. He knows the mix. I think he's on the back end of it at this point. I don't think he's as prevalent as he was previously. So it's good to see that he has that objective opinion to be like, yo, don't, that, that's bullshit. These people aren't into what we're into. They, like, I, I see some people who are on these blogs that love shoes. And when I say love shoes, they don't even own half the shit because they can't afford it, but they can tell you everything about it. That is a passionate person when it comes to shoes. And I think that's where Russ resonates from. And that's where, where his origins are, is knowing about shit because he had a genuine love for it. And to see people kind of trample that, that preservation that has been held for so long, now you, there, there's nothing. It's just, oh, yeah, he's got me every pair off whites. He's awesome. He's the man. PJ Tucker, like, cool. I'm glad you got shoes. But like, I don't know, fuck. I don't care about your collection. Some people need that. So, I mean, I feel like it's good to let people know that that's not what it is from time to time. And I think that's why he does it. And then it's up to us to pass it down to younger people. So, because I don't think they're following him on Twitter, right? Maybe, maybe some of the accounts that repost his, his, his Twitter tweet, his tweets on Instagram, maybe yeah. a lot of younger people follow them. So I could see the value in it then, I guess. Yeah, to I didn't think of it that way because I'm listening to him. I DM him. We have a conversation. I'm like, Russ, let's, yeah, let's you he's, know. He's not like hidden in the shadows. It's like you, yeah. if you can carry a conversation about cakes, like he's all about it. He's, yeah. and like, I don't even like the word, use the words like sneaker nerd or anything like that. Like that's bullshit. Like the, he has a real passion for what the footwear industry is. And that's what I admire about what he has to say more than anything. It's people who, who put in the hours and put in the time and don't have to be at a release to know everything about that brand. They've been following it since they did an Oswego or they did a Clark or they did whatever. And like, they know that track history and they know that track record and they know why they did that shoe. And they know what the meaning behind the twill on the back tab is like, those are things that like I care about. Those are things that I like to see. And those are things that I pay attention to. So to see someone who does the same thing, kind of shed light on people who don't really give two fucks about shoes and just have a whole bunch of them kind of makes me feel good yeah because i feel like i feel like you know he comes from from that like complex world too and he like has overlap and like complex does it there's a weird thing where they like try to play both sides right like they have like joe lapuma do sneaker shopping but then they have the complex sneakers podcast and like if you listen to that like there's there's some people on there that really really know sneakers and it's a vastly different world but they they conflate the two right they try to make the people that aren't really in that world in the world that we're in feel like oh you're something you're something special you're some kind of connoisseur 
even though they 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 only follow the hype stuff, right? Even though they're only they're only chasing the next big release, right? And so, you know, I think it's nice to have Russ kind of say, no, you have to understand there's a difference. There's there are levels, there are two different worlds, there are collectors, and then there are, you know, basically these rich people that want to prove that they're cool. Yeah. And inversely to that, not to like who who the fuck are you? <laughs> I mean, we could look at it from either perspective. Like you can be like, listen, that's what he wants to do. That's what she wants to do. That's what yeah. they do. They want to buy as many shoes as they possibly can for clout. Cool. I think that there's just a, a definitive line that has to be drawn to be like, don't I always worry about kids, kids seeing it and being like, Oh, I need every shoe. I need all those. Like as he needs an nephew, you'd be like, Oh, I need those. I, can I get those? Can I have another pair of those? Like, go go and be a kid, have fun. Dirty your shoes up, get messed up. Like, be a kid instead of seeing like hype beast or complex or whoever post somebody who has you know three thousand pairs of shoes and they're all worth three thousand dollars and like these kids are thinking how do i get a three thousand dollar pair of shoes like do i go on StockX? like nope even research i had a conversation with somebody from a brand i can't remember who it was regardless uh i think it was somebody from nike as a matter of fact and we were talking and i was like nobody goes to hype beast for information anymore nobody goes to complex for information anymore nobody goes to blog sites anymore they go to StockX. Whatever StockX price is and whatever StockX little information is, is what they're going off of. Oh, oh shit, those are going five racks. Those are going for three grand. Oh, those aren't even doing over market price. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm I'm confused. Like, do you know what the shoe is? Do you know history about the shoe? No, no, no. I've seen them on StockX. They're only $300. I can get those. That's not what we're talking about. That's not the conversation I'm trying to have with you. I'm like, you know, the store, the store's got another pair coming up because it looks like this. Uh, like Dion keeps posting all these pictures about black lobster and the, the one rare orange lobster, like they're going to be coming out. And like, it's, I mean, I don't know, but I'm under the assumption that at some point, like I'm going to see an orange lobster and I'm going to see a black lobster. That's when he posts stuff like that. And that's like the excitement that builds up for something like that kind of shoe. It's not about what the resale is going to be. It's the idea that, yo, I follow Dion. Dion's mad cool. I've talked to him before. We've been to concept. You like concept. You like the people that work there. You got friends that whatever the situation is. Now they're coming out with a shoe. You saw the lead up. You saw what was going on. You like it. You like the idea of it. And now you want to be a part of it too. And then when you get there and there's 6,000 people who have no idea that there's a red lobster or a yellow lobster and they're online going, yo, they should do a yellow one. And you just want to slap them across the face with an open hand palm. Like, that's the thing that gets you mad. Those are the things that I think about. And I'm like, you, you guys know I do releases and you hear people talk and like you want to educate them, but there's so many people who are sneaker illiterate when it comes to just understanding that there's so much more than just something you put on your foot. And I think that's why we get so, so excited. So, anim or I get animated about it and I feel a certain type of way about those conversations. And I try to pull back and not be angry grandpa or angry sneaker person or gatekeep but it's hard not to when you see people be so it's stupid. All right. Got I'm done. Okay. <laughs> we know those people exist. The problem is, you know, on social media, you don't, you, you can't tell. Like I looked at that, that 20 something year old girl and I just assume, you know, off the bat, she, she obviously has money. She has a gigantic room full of sneakers, not, not like a hundred, 200, like hundreds. And Our parents have you know, money yeah you assume or it's or you know maybe i mean i don't want to be sexist if it was a guy you might say oh maybe he's a reseller maybe she's a reseller you know and then it would be 
sort of okay and if you say if you say the person's hustling and grinding then it's okay right i mean it's it's all how you restructure just like when you know you're talking about young people who don't know anything some people would say ah it's okay you know uh you don't need to know the history of sneakers to be into it right but if the guy doesn't know about the yellow lobster and you want to figuratively smack him because he he's not educated you know it's frustrating yeah but does he have to no Absolutely. And he's going to get your pair. He can get your pair. And then, boom, like, fuck concepts, right? <laughs> so, like, I look at it like this. It's it's not so much, it's the, the fact that they're there and it's the resale aspect. It's never someone who's like, oh, I really like these shoes, who says, oh, I wish they made a yellow pair. It's like the, the group of kids that are out there that are smoking, doing whatever they're doing, chilling, and they're there for the resale aspect of it. And what they do is they're talking all this shit, and you hear them talking because that's done it a million times like oh it'd be dope if they did this color and i'm like you know they have that color right wait they do word what do they look like i'm like this in blue like that's what they look like and they're like oh it's all good i don't give a fuck anyway because I'm, I'm gonna flip these for whatever it is on StockX. and they ask you what size you're looking for and i'm like oh what what kind of conversation are we having right now and those th those are the the conversations that make me feel a certain type of way about it but if you're a kid who has no clue, you can always tell the difference. We don't have to play that game. Like, you know who's there for what, you know who's doing what for who with whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I never feel that frustration towards the person who's, who's actually unaware of it. Because that's an easier conversation. I'm sure you like it too. I like to educate kids on it. I like to tell people, oh, well, they also had tannery before this and blah, blah, blah. And that's where this color came from. And that's why they're doing this one. That's, and they're receptive to it because they want to know. And then the people who got no clue and they just want to talk shit and resell shoes. I digress. Yeah. I mean, I think, John, I don't know if it was you that posted a story about the guy who went to LA and bought a whole bunch of stuff from Nipsey Hustle store and Nipsey gave him a hat. I didn't see that even. No. Oh, somebody posted it. And, and basically the guy, it was like this older guy and he had bought a bunch of stuff for his son who's a big, you know, a big fan. And he had met Nipsey while he was out there, talked to him and Nipsey had given him a hat and he was wearing the hat on the plane. And so this young kid was sitting next to him, I assume. And like, you know, this older, you know, middle-class white guy wearing, you know, a Nipsey hustle hat basically was like, what? And, and asked him about it. And he told him like the story and how he wore the hat because he really liked Nipsey and he was like he's such a really cool cool guy and i liked all the stuff that he stood for and how he he treated me when he came to the store like i feel like there are less people like like mike was just saying like being in line for something like the lobsters there's there's no one in there's no one in line or there are very few people in line that are like oh, well, Concepts is my local store and I just want to support them in any way that I can or I really like Dion and like, I don't really know anything about, you know, the shoe, but I just want to support. Like, it's not, it's never that, right? It's like this level of, I don't want to, I, I, feel, I, I want to be sensitive, but... <laughs> But Mike, Mike, Mike said there there is that kid. It's it may be few and far between, right, Mike? But like yeah. they exist. So that's the kid I want to focus on. That's the one I want to get the attention on. I, I want to block out all the noise. Yeah, I mean, I think there's this there's there's there are people that see these big collections and feel like they can't be a collector. The sneakers 
that they can afford aren't worthwhile. And so I think it, I think it's important to point out like, hey, this person has money. That's why he has what he has. Don't get suckered into thinking that like there aren't people that don't have good collections that don't necessarily have millions of dollars, right? Like, I, mean, I, like, like I think we all don't have millions of dollars, but we all have decent collections. You know, we all have some really cool stuff. I have stuff. I have stuff that that PJ Tucker doesn't have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, to me, I think I think it's important to point out that like PJ Tucker is is not necessarily the person you need to look up to if you're thinking about sneakers, if you're thinking about collecting, if you're thinking about being, you know, in this in you know in the space that we're in. I think whatever it is that. Russ had said, or how Russ had said, is that he might not have what you have, but he can go buy it. Sure. And that, and that there is case in point. Like he might, he's never. Maybe he'll watch this. He'll watch and go, yo, what are those Raspberry New Balances right behind him? And he's gonna go buy them and add that to his collection and add that to his repertoire. What's that? What's that beige and red thing down there? He's gonna look it up and try and find a. He doesn't even know that that's a Diodora Castellier, but still, like he'll, he'll try. If he needs to, he'll buy it, and if he wants to, he can. And that is kind of, I think, the point that he's getting to. It's it's not so much that we have a different affinity towards sneakers. It's the fact that the people that you're looking up to can just go purchase. That's what it comes down to. And I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna direct a little differently. It's like brands. Brands have curated this. Brands like Complex, Hypebeast, Nike, Saucony. Well, not really Saucony as much, but like um, Adidas. They look for that top tier character who, you know, just has a lot of people who follow them or is in sports or does something with some kind of a claim to be like, oh, let me gift you these pairs. Like they don't even talk about how many pairs they get seated. Like, I, I don't want to look at DJ Khaled getting six pairs of Nike Travis. Like, I don't, that's not, of course he's going to give them to you. Why doesn't he go out and give them to people in the street instead of me standing in line or reselling for $3,000, like me spending my money, like he's got it. I don't. Why, do, why am I worried about what he has? And like that is the thing that I think gets me the most or jars me the most is that like, I'll, you know, Fat Joe, uh, whatever, DJ Khaled and all of these people who have millions of dollars, just whatever to do whatever they want are getting seated pairs. And like, we're supposed to be like, oh man, that's awesome. Because we see it on Complex and Hypebeast. Like that, they shouldn't be perpetuating that. That's, that's what gets the draw though. And that's what kind of makes me shy away from all of that. And the next level down influencer, that person might just go through a box and just open up this one, flash it or do that. You know, I think maybe we've all done it and maybe not in an influencer context or maybe you guys have, but you know, you open the box, you turn the shoe around, you turn it around and that's it. And now if I was sending some of the shoes, I would not be satisfied with that. But that person with 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 followers, that's the one that you think you get more um, more run, you, you get more he headway with from a consumer. You want that more uh, on the streets type of influencer you want, but really it has to be someone who loves the product, right? If to get, to get our attention, to get the three of us, our, our type of collector, you want someone like you, Mike, who's gonna do a review and talk, talk about the materials or talk about the background. That's, that doesn't happen, I mean just doesn't as much as we'd like it's not even fun anymore yeah i was telling oliver like i haven't written about any shoes 
I think the last shoe I wrote about was the Otoro. Not just because I can't. It's hard to get anything, but it's like people don't do stories behind stuff and they don't want to talk to you about it. Like I, I, I contacted like 10 people to try to do something on the Bodega 990v3s and couldn't get anyone to talk to me about it. But yet you see like the same, literally the same byline on Hypebeast, High Snobiety, you know, Complex, all of them, all of them shared the same sort of, sort of words, exact same things, right? And it was just like, well, they don't have to, they don't have to talk to me. They don't need to sell this shoe. They have a formula for that. There's already like a press pack, an influencer list, and that's it. And that, and that again, I, to bring it back to like the organic, like I feel like that is lost, right? I there were two organic releases this year that I that I liked. You know, the the nine nine eight that New Balance did with the with the leftover materials, and the you know this this ruse release. I think those were very organic. Because ruse, you know, they're great shoes, but they've been sitting. You know, stuff has been releasing, but they've been sitting, even their collabs. And this is the first one that kind of sold out, but it was all organic, right? It was like shared by the community. It wasn't nobody got seated beforehand. It was two people, part of the community that created the shoe, and there was organic growth, right? And there was organic people. It was people organically, you know, gravitated towards the shoe because they wanted to support, because they knew, you know, Max or they knew Biso or whatever it was. Um, the the nine nine eights, it was, you know, just you didn't know what you were gonna get. And there was no real resale value. So resellers were like, I'm not gonna mess with that. That's a risk, right? Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump in that pool and get something that I don't that I that I'll end up having to hold or I have to let go for less than retail, you know. And so there was it was cool to see everyone sort of grab that shoe because, you know, I'm a I'm a New Balance fan. I think we all are to some extent, right? So you grab that shoe because you like 998s and you like, you know, what a made in USA 998 entails, right? Quality materials, you're going to get hopefully a good colorway. And there's this organic sort of gravitation towards that because we haven't seen 998s in a while. And, you know, you're now you're getting one. So like, I think that that is, that's gone. A lot of that is gone. Like you can't organically produce a shoe not have influencers, not have a celebrity rocket, not do any of these other things that, you know, are sort of part of the formula to sell and and be successful. And it and it kind of sucks. I think that I think good product is still good product. I oh, think absolutely. is still gonna be as effective. Like Joe Fresh Goods, I think, might not have hit the the resale pinnacle that it's hitting. But if there was nothing behind it, no juice, no sales, no all-star weekend, that shoe was going to sell out regardless. Yeah. You know, like, like, I just think that they're playing too heavily into the hype aspect of these releases, which is why I bring it back to the brands. Like, I'm, I'm sure they want, listen, they want to see lineups. They want to see fights. They want to see shareable moments. They want to see the grand flooded. They want to see viral. They want to see all of these things tied to a release because they feel like we hit our target. But you can have a sellout on a shoe without any of those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but look at the second colorway, the Joe Fresh Good. I don't think it got the same 
hype or buzz is the first one. The colorway is different. It is what it is. But like, they bought still that release. Though. They bought that release. I mean, they they watch every release. There's no, <laughs> no clean releases anymore. Like a clean release is over. Aside from like a raffle, which I don't even consider a release. I just feel like it's just a, a hidden way to fuck people. That's all a raffle is because you don't know. There's no transparency. There's no numbers. But I don't want to get too far down that road. I want to go back to this. Like a shoe is a shoe. If it's fire, the shoe will always sell out because whether you know people like us who really like the make of a shoe or quality of a shoe or color blocking on shoes or whatever the story is, will buy it. And then people who see a shoe like that, like people worry about that stuff. Like perfect example, Puma and uh, what was that? What was that? What was that game? They just did a collab, Crossing Road Crossing. What's it called? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. They just had a collab, right? Uh -huh. Sold out in two seconds. I didn't see. I saw like maybe one blog post. I didn't read about it, but I went to go check on it because somebody asked me to help them get a pair, and they were gone. I was like, what the hell? Like the colorway was cool. It was pastels. I love pastels. I wouldn't cop it for myself, but I was like, I could see why it sold out that fast. Plus it was a collaboration with Animal Crossing. Cool. I get it. But like, again, I wasn't up on the buzz on that. I wasn't paying attention to what was going on and that it was gone instantaneously. I was, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Not trying anymore. Like if a shoe is good, a shoe is good. Always in my book. You know, I don't know about shipping containers and what's stashed away, but it feels like there's plenty of releases going down and you could go to newbalance.com right now and find a really high quality 577992 so if you know someone like me is sick of taking l's on collabs i can just forget about entering raffles and forget about trying to cop on release day get a bunch of great quality shoes that truthfully is the type of shoe i should probably should be wearing at my age i probably should you know i, I probably don't need to fight for an off-white uh, Jordan or, or Travis or whatever. I mean, I should be able to wear whatever I want. But the point is, there's plenty to go down. And then there's those collabs that sit. And if I really want the V3 Bodega, I can buy it on StockX at resale for not so much money. And there, there's my collab portion of, of the stuff I want to cop. So plenty of shoes, no shortage. So, so you know, that's kind of what I do, actually. And, and I don't get mad about it. And, and you know, I take L's like everyone else. But um, it's just I don't have the mental energy to get upset about these things, even if they bought to release, even if they cancel my order, undefeated canceled my order on the pair of uh, uh, low dunk lows that uh, Dave had there. I didn't get upset. I mean, that's how it goes, right? Listen, you, you can wear any shoe at any age. We'll cut that. That's that's. <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty to go around. I have plenty of flashy shoes. <laughs> I don't need any more flash. That, that too. I got these teal 992s, like, Okay, yeah, like they're bright blue. Like I'm fine for flashy shoes, but uh, you know the Salehis, uh, uh, the second one, that was another one that that wasn't too tough to get, right? Well, oh, how do you feel about the one they just dropped with the what's it called? Uh huh. Yeah, that thing. The yurt. I don't like it. Not so, going for it. I like. I kind of like the model minus the whistle. I didn't like that that ploy on that whatsoever. I would have taken the, vet, minus the vest. The looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a whistle? I don't know. <laughs> That's going to get stuck on so many things. If you're wearing that. That's the different thing I've ever seen. I saw the, did you, I reposted this one. It was, it was a woman, she's a guy, like, I guess it was a guy, had his foot up, he was sitting on a stoop, and, and he kind of stuck his foot up to her, and she kind of like looked, it was the most ridiculous thing. It was on Salehi's IG feed. And it was just oh. like, she was just like, is this happening? And then it was like, yep, it's happening. <laughs> he put her mouth on this. It's like, I, I, I keep thinking it's a troll, but it's obviously not. It's, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't understand whatsoever, but I mean, whatever. I mean, I wouldn't buy it. 
just out of principle. <laughs> Maybe if they don't resell for a lot, we'll change our mind, right? For the whistle, you wouldn't buy it for the whistle. I didn't like the marketing on it. I don't understand the ploy on it. And like, it's not, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's like, even if you look at like Errolson Hughes and acronym, like acronym used to make like tactical stuff that made sense. It no longer makes sense. It's just a name on a shoe, uh, patchwork or whatever. Like it, 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 it's lost. It's, it's texture. It's lost. It's, it's reasoning. Like it's just, it's just, Oh, acronym in a shoe. Sakai in a shoe, off white in a shoe. Just, it just, nothing makes sense anymore. It's just like, okay, we're just doing names to do names. Okay, cool. I'm over that. I'm one yeah. over that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned this on the last episode we did or released, which was like the whole Travis Scott, his last release, which, you know, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the the brown uh, Jordan one, but it was like, oh, what? We're just tagging in fragment, like, like we're just throwing names at stuff. We're not even and coming up with a colorway. We're not trying to like come up with an idea or a story or like at least before it was like the Cactus Jack fours or whatever. And I and at least I was like, oh, this is like based off Cactus Jack or something, right? Like. Now it's not even, it's just, it's just three names. And then the merchandise was even worse because it's like, oh, we're going to throw Cause in there too. <laughs> Cause, Fragment, Travis Scott, like you got to get this, Nike. And I'm like, that's just too much. I don't even know what I'm buying. Like, what am I buying? <laughs> that's how you know it's gone downhill. That's how you know they've oversaturated their own market, that they have to collab with collab with collab to get a collab. Like that's, to me, that's absurd. Like I'd rather see Biso and Max do another shoe with another company and really do like 250 pairs. And if you know, you know, like that, that I think resonates more with me than going after Travis Scott. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I could really care less if the color blocking cool, the color blocking is cool, but I mean, I don't really give a shit. And they have another low coming out. That's all white. I don't really care. I'm not like, Oh, Fragment's doing another shoe. I like Fragment design. I, I'm all over the idea of Fragment just being a company that puts their logo and lightning bolts on stuff. And they make cool little collaborations when it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I have Fragment Air Jordan ones. I'm good on Travis Scott. I don't really give a shit. That's not like something I need to do. Plus for you to get the shoe. Good luck. Good luck. Have fun. Well, we, we all know why, why, collabs exist right they they they're not the money makers they feed into the to the jordan one high releases that they make hundreds of thousands and probably the mids that they make millions of right so they're going to keep doing it and, and we can get we can get upset as we want and i i thought that that hiroshi that the fragment i thought there was a story behind it a jordan or maybe it just got planted in my brain when i when i purchased some microchip uh, when I purchased a Jordan one, but it was, I thought there was like a sample Jordan one blue that he wore. I thought there was a story for that, but I, I may be wrong. And, you know, there, there are these lost stories that, you know, even the, everyone always complains about the Michael Jordan, the, the stories behind Jordan brand. Oh yeah. It was a jacket he wore on Letterman or the, or the draft day or the shoe he wore on Letterman. Like, yeah, they're stretching. They've done it all. Why they don't want to give us OG colorways. They're just stretching it out. They're just stretching well, it out. The colorways are tied to his first marriage also. So like his wife still gets money from that. So what they did was they started making alternate colorways. And yeah. Them, so that way she wasn't getting proceeds from that. Yeah, people don't know that. I'm glad you pointed that out. But uh, yeah, people don't know. That's that's why we don't see it or those minor changes, right? Yep. 
-hmm. That's why the color is slightly different or it's named slightly differently or they give it a different title. That's why they do that shit. But I mean, I mean, as far as Fragment, Fragment was supposed to be the original 10. Was supposed to be, it was supposed to be uh, Hiroshi doing doing the original 10 instead of Virgil. Virgil, and then yeah. What happened with that, but it got switched up. I don't know if they're still going to do a 10 with, with, uh, with Fragment design. I highly doubt it. I mean, it doesn't, at this point, like, I... I only like it if it looks good. I'm going to put it just like that. I don't even care who's on it, what it goes for. I care less. I just, does it look good? Okay. Then I might try for it. Did I get it on the day drop? No. All right. I'll see you later. I, I don't even, like you said, I don't have the energy to be that stressed out or to be that frustrated or be that mad about not getting a shoe. Like I, I had a very very good run of like getting everything that I wanted. So like, I, I can't be like, Oh, I didn't get a shoe. I'm upset now. It's frustrating when it does take place, when you know that there's better ways that it can be handled, which is where a lot of my frustration comes from. Like there are definitely better avenues in which brands can take to make things available and ready for people who are willing to purchase, whether it be not online or in store or online with a more verified process. What, what's it, What's the big deal if it makes your customers happy? If you have 36 pairs and you contact 36 people, email them, get a response, send me a picture. Oh, you have a recent history. Cool. Here you go. Here's your invoice. Pay for it. You're done. You got 101 pairs and you employ 86 people. What's it take to have four of them do, you know, 10 people each for two hours? Like, it's not that big a deal. It's that easy to do it right and make it easy for people to feel like, damn, I'm not just a robot in a system going to get a pair of shoes so I can go in StockX and see them going for $600 more. Why should I have to pay that when I can pay retail and fucking wear the shoe out the store or wear the shoe from the store or go pick it up from the raffle? Like, that's the other thing that makes me feel like I don't want to cop shoes either. It's like, you're going to treat me like this. What kind of sucker am I to keep falling for it? Am I just going to keep giving in and being like, oh, I know you guys treat me like shit, but I'm going to come back for more every week. No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not that type of person. I'm not built like that. Yeah, we always blame Nike and Jordan, but now it seems like New Balance popping off. They're following the same pattern, and and then you know we talked in the in the group chat. People are talking about this book that Ronnie, the ten year book, and he's got the QR code, and everyone thinks they're gonna get the salmon. <laughs> are we getting the salmon GL fives with it? With that's what everyone wants. It might just be something else, but you know. On a related note, and not to pick on Ronnie, he doesn't deserve to pick on I like the reward system, but you see when people are getting seated, he seats people that, that don't fuck with New Balance and never have. And those same guys are getting seated by other brands, and it's frustrating. It's like, you know, why are you doing this? Well, New Balance is popular, and, and they're New Balances specifically that I've noticed. And, you know, you feel people feel a certain way about it, but you got to move you got to move on you only got to have a certain amount of pairs if someone's not giving you the uh what you want from your seating program or your, your influencer marketing program you move to someone else it's 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 business they don't have they don't have like an influencer marketing program the kit so like they just seed people they want to seed yeah realistically it's it's not it's not like so like uh for the um, shit what do they seed me for uh I finally got a free pair of sneakers from Kith when they did um, Yoshino Rose uh, that pack. Yeah, they, said, yeah. they were like, "Which one do you want?" And I, and, I, and like they sent me one of those. And of course, I did like a video on it and blah 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 blah. But like, like that was like a contact type of deal. If you didn't answer fast enough, and like that's probably because and you know what it was? They didn't even know me, which is the crazy part. The person who was sending the email has no idea who I was. They're like, "Okay, so we'll send you this information." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Do you know that like I ran releases for Kith for five years? Like, like." 
like but they there's there's such a disconnect between who's doing it and what they're doing it for and who the people are that are their audience it's like your job is this so you're going to do this it doesn't matter about anything else tunnel vision get that done and that's what's missing from like bigger box brand stores i mean hate to say it like kith that's what happens you become so large, you have 120 employees, you have seven different stores, people's jobs are just a, okay, I'm going to send customer service emails. Okay, cool. Do you know who you're sending it to? Do you know anything about that? You know nothing. And why would you? You're, you're part of this big conglomerate now, which is why like Dave wears his clothes. I wear my clothes. If I can make my own colorways, I make my own colorways. I do my own thing. I don't want to perpetually give to a system that doesn't really care about their own product because that's what it feels like you can write 700 pages if you want about why you love certain things but if you don't give back to the people that help build your brand what's the point like the stuff that he's dropping for his 10 years is stuff from the past five years it's not even 10 years i didn't see not one mercer pant that maybe that's me I, I don't know even the varsity that he did i have the original varsity that he dropped it's not even the same one that he's dropping that was chenille with a patch it said kith just us inside the kith k I don't see that. That's not even the same jacket. That's the more recent one. So like, but like most people aren't going to pick up on that. I'd love to see him drop a starter that says Kith on the front and the old logo. That'd be dope. I'm not going to see that. Like that is 10 years to me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe there's another rollout of more stuff that he has to come with. Maybe the leatherback. Maybe he'll do a throwback carry sack with the sneakers. That'd be dope. I don't know, but maybe he'll do a good wood box for one of them. Who knows? Like, but that's 10 years to me. And that's like, my patronage like that's what i want to see from them i don't want to see new stuff I, i've seen that already like we know what that is yeah and it's funny it's funny because like to take it back to what you said about like joe fresh goods and how that initial release sort of rolled out and it was like oh all-star weekend oh we're gonna you know get all this hype and we're gonna you know sell it to all these people that you know don't really fuck with new balance that much right so it's about who you're with, right? And so I think each brand has made this decision. And I will even I will even give them that it may not be consciously, but they've made this decision to essentially seed the long-term customer relationship model with the immediate sales model. Like Jill Fresh Goods, right? So rather than use my roster of NB rewards people to make sure that like a group of them is taken care of and has access, I am going to use Jill Fresh Goods and All-Star Weekend to sell this shoe, right? Oh, Mike's showing us something. <laughs> this is the varsity jacket. No, this is this is from David Z days, as a matter of fact. So, sorry, you can continue. I'll, I'll jump back into the vintage stuff in a minute. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that basically, um, you know, like like brands have, have, have consciously, or I will say, or even just to give them the benefit of the doubt, like they have unconsciously decided to give up on the long-term customer, customer relationship-based sales model for the popularity in the moment. I can be really hot right now if I get these people to push the product and I can sell out everything right now, 
rather than curate a long-term relationship. And what I was just saying to John was basically like you think about the, the Joe Fresh Goods, right? They, that first initial release, it was all, all Chicago, all in person. He got to kind of do whatever he wanted to. We're going to make sure, you know, that everyone in Chicago eats people that haven't really been messing with New Balance, but in New Balance didn't say, Hey, we want to take a thousand pairs or we want to take a hundred pairs or 200 pairs. And we're going to reach out to MB rewards members that have over 2000 points right now. Like we can do that. We know who they are. We have that list. We can at least take care of some people and show some loyalty to our customer relations base, right? Like try to create and curate and maintain that like long-term relationship that we've had but instead they were like, no, we're gonna focus entirely on this group of people that have never really fucked with us, that have never really bought products from us because now they're all about Joe and we're gonna use that to just leverage sales through him now and not, and not have to worry about, hey, I have to curate here. And I understand that it's two separate teams. It's like, you know, the mainstream, like John was saying, you know, collaborations are used to sell your mainstream products, which is fine. But at the same time, like I'm the type of consumer, and I think, you know, some of us are the type of consumer where certain things turn you off and you don't even want to buy the GR products, like, right. And so at some point you have to give me something that isn't bottom, bottom tier, like main, mainstream stuff that, you know, other people aren't getting in order to keep me right or i'm gonna do my own thing like i don't I mean, buy like you said i don't buy new balance apparel i don't buy anybody's apparel really i can just make my own thing right i i take care of like if, if you take care of me i will buy your stock for the most part i mean the worst part about that collab the 992 is that you went on their site and you couldn't find any 992 so even as a as a customer i'm glad that you sold that collaboration to to whatever the audience was but then i came onto the site to buy a brown pair for the fall and they were gone I couldn't even get the olive pair. There was, there was like, I couldn't obtain anything from the site because you flushed your system out. So you didn't give it to your loyal customers. The stuff that was on the site is now gone too, which is, I guess what you want to do. Sure. Of course you need to sell product to make more product, but then you don't make any of that product available either. So when was the last time you saw a 992 restock on New Balance? I know your size has been sold out for a minute. Oh, they're gone. And 992, your shit is gone. So like, how fair is that to me too? I, I, I don't, as a consumer and someone who, who deals in the back end of sneakers as well, like I totally understand that you need to sell to create more. I need, you need hype to get rid of certain things. You need your, your Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday customer just as much as you need your Friday through Sunday customer. They're all things that go hand in hand, but like you need to find a good marriage between the people who shop Monday through Thursday because they might not want that hype shit, but every once in a while they do. And if they come in and ask me for something that's that's fire that's coming out, I should be more than obliged to give it to the person who's keeping us going on that day to day basis, on that week to week basis. The guy that comes in on the weekend that wants that fire stuff, cool. But one weekend we might have fire, and one weekend we might not. But guess what? We always have the stuff that's not fire. And guess who always buys that? Us. I'll always buy that. So if at any point when I decide that I, I, I see them that's dope, then of course, granted, we, we run into those situations where everything we think is fire, like, damn, that's fire, that's fire, that's fire, that's fire. You can't have everything. You can't. 
I mean, it'd be nice to, but you can't. So like in those situations, to be able to have a system devised to be like, hey, listen, these are your reward members. And I'm not talking like just random spammed emails. I'm talking people who are adamantly buying from the same email every single time, the same size every single time. And you send an email, hey, here's a passcode, fill out this form, so at least you know you're not just sending some bullshit to a random email. It's a person who's going to respond. If they don't, they're beat is what it is. You get that response, then you get entered in. And then you get an email back again like, hey, got your response. These are in. We have 100 pairs. Here's your invoice. Pay it now or forever hold your peace. Simple. It's not that hard. You guys are making you're making tons of money. All your shit sold out. You're going to tell me you got no money? Yeah, and, and the idea of rewarding like someone with a certain amount of points is simple. You, you can use a computer. You don't have to have, like you talked about, you know, maybe someone's in this silo and this one's in this silo. They don't know who you are. They're sending you an email. You don't need that person. You can just use the system. I, it brings, it reminds me of, you know, my local shop that I, that I frequent and, and I still support, but they got bought out by a conglomerate. They got out by, by one of the bigger sneaker, you know, the, the one that's buying it, I don't even think of who the parent is. They're, they're buying up everything. Um, I can't even keep track of who the parent is, whoever, whoever size, size bought livestock. And and I think in, is it, is it J, uh, JD? I think it's the same one, right? Anyway, you know, and, and it's, it's happening in lots of places, but you know, there was a time when not necessarily there, but I'd be able to call someone and say, Hey, you know, can you help? Like that doesn't happen anymore. And not because I'm spending less money on sneakers, but because there's those same amount of pairs, you know, like you said, hundred pairs, they're going somewhere else now, and uh, that's just the way it is. And it's not necessarily going to some collector or, or an influencer. They're just someone else is making the list now. Yeah, I was I was listening to uh, like I do listen to the Complex Sneakers podcast, and uh, one of the person the person they had on this week. Um, Abdul, he's a big, I guess, big sneaker collector, but he was talking about how um, you used to be able to walk into a sneaker store and talk to a sneaker person. And like now you can't walk into a sneaker store and have a conversation about sneakers anymore because they don't know anything about sneakers. All they know is like, all they know is how to sell you something, how to, how to go get a product because that's all they do all the time is, oh, everyone's here for the same thing. So they're just going to the back to get it and then bringing them out. There's no conversation. There's no like, hey, I want to talk about this shoe that came in. What do you think about it? How does it feel? How does it fit? What's it look like? You know, um, you know, there's none of that anymore. And it kind of reminded me of like, like I'm a car guy too. And so I hate going to car dealerships ever because it's always a salesman. I don't want a salesman. I don't want to talk to a car guy. I don't want to talk to a, a sales guy because a sales guy doesn't know anything. A sales guy just knows how to sell me something. A sales guy, like a car guy knows how to talk to me about a car, which is what I want to do because I know everything about the car. Like we're sneaker people. We know everything about the sneaker or we might not know everything about the sneaker. And But I want to know, I want to talk to somebody that's going to talk to me about the sneaker, right? And And that doesn't happen. So if I call a shop, I'm just a number. I'm not a person. I'm, you know, I'm the next consumer. Are you buying or are you not? That's basically their the premise, right? Like, like when Mike has his interaction with Kith, it's like, I'm gonna give this to you or I'm not. Like that's the interaction. It's not, it's not, hey, how you doing? 
hey, I've never talked to you before. I've never had a conversation with you. I'm not familiar with you. Let me sort of build a customer relationship base. It's, I know this product is highly, it's highly sought after. Someone's going to get rid of it. I'm, someone's going to take it. I'm just going to get rid of it. I don't care about you. I don't care about having a dialogue. I don't care about establishing a relationship or a connection or the long-term, um, you know, customer customer salesperson relationship that's going to make sure that you come back and feel good about your purchase. Like that's that's really what it comes down to, and that kind of sucks, you know. That's that's wishful thinking uh, that they would do that online. I I can I can totally attest to it being one of those things where like you're not even familiar with how many people email stores on a daily basis like it's oh i'm sure it's overwhelming to like come across and be able to be productive and also answer those emails is highly improbable but like in the instances where like we're we're kind of honing in on product and customers based on that product that's when you need to fine tune your customer service that's when it needs to be okay well it's got past this vetting process and you're past this vetting process it needs more attention this person needs more attention to understand exactly what the situation is look at how you purchase something online you buy a pair of sneakers uh no returns or exchanges i don't even know what size i am in that shoe what do you so i'm just i that so then why am i buying the shoe why do I buy the shoe then? I shouldn't even buy the shoe because if it comes, I can't return it. I can't take it to your store. I can't even do an exchange. So I'm just stuck with a shoe that doesn't fit me. And God forbid I email and say, hey guys, uh, I've never worn a Gelite 5 before. It looks like it runs kind of small. Yeah, just read the size chart. The size chart is based on every other shoe that's on your site. So if I buy a Balenciaga, an Air Force One, or a Gelite 5, it all says I'm a 10 and a half. I wear G- if I wear a 10 and a half and an Air Force One, I should be wearing a 10 because they run huge. Balenciaga runs super small. I should be a 45. Like all of these things are things that people who are into shoes would tell you, but they don't give a fuck. And it's, oh yeah, all sales are final. That's 160 bucks. And the time it takes me to write you this email and it finds the right place, guess what? The shoe sold out. So now what do I do? I just buy a shoe because if I don't, now I'm, I'm never even going to get the shoe. And hopefully I can go on a runner website and somebody likes me enough to go, hey, I got an 11. It doesn't fit me right. I'll trade you for your 10 and a half. And if that doesn't happen, I have to go on StockX and sell it for either under retail, retail, or maybe even make money. So now I became a reseller. Like the this is the trial and tribulation of someone who collects shoes now. It's the vicious cycle in a circle. And like like you said, walking into a store and finding someone who's willing to be able to have that conversation with you, like, hey, it's few and far between. I'm not even gonna name names and I'm not gonna name stores. When you walk into places and they're hiring more corporate and the people are supposed to be like, hey, we do sales, they just wanna sell. They don't know what they're selling. They don't even wear the product that you wear. They don't even wear the product that's in the store. So how could I even ask you? I can't ask you. I can't ask you any questions. Oh, oh yeah, no returns or exchanges. Yeah, but this looks like it runs kind of big. No, it runs true to size. Whose size? Oh, it just says true to size. Oh, I, 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 how the fuck does that help me? Can I try it on? It's COVID. You can't try it on. Okay, cool. All right. So I, do, I, do I buy something? Do I, do I not buy something? I'm your build. You're my build. What size would you wear? Yeah, I wouldn't wear that. Okay, thanks. But this is, this is what you're up against now. This is exactly what you're up against. And it's not so much, there are so many reasons why it's like this. I can, I can go down this laundry list for days, but I'm just going to go with the most prevalent one is that people aren't personable anymore. It's not supposed to be a conversation that you have with each other. I'm not going to get too political on it as far as wearing a mask and people getting mad at each other about not even, I took the train and I wear it and I take it down, get off the train and people still look at you like you're fucking crazy. Like the, the way that people interact now is so absurd 
that like you can't even you almost have to like agree on something before talking to even have a conversation yeah you, 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 yeah up down no yeah okay cool we can have a conversation now like i gotta do a, I gotta pre-screen you before i start talking to you it's crazy and it's the same thing in these stores and these kids are they're 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 in positions to kind of be like you know what i know that i can say and do whatever i want because of the climate like you can be 100 wrong and still be right somehow i don't know i asked you a question you didn't want to give me the answer and somehow i'm wrong about it I was too aggressive about spending my money in there. Is that what it, is that what just happened? Okay, I'll leave. Like it's fucking crazy. I'm I'm worried about the future of boutiques because not only COVID and you know everyone buying online and, and some of the things you're talking about, but you know, it used to be you'd go into a shop and you'd buy their you'd buy their their house brand, you know, hoodie or whatever. And that's how, you know you showed your support in addition to hanging out and, and, and having conversations and getting to be known. And I don't think that happens anymore. And they need that, right? They're going to need it more than ever. Why am I coming in the shop? Why am I spending my time? Why, when I could just go cop online, when I could just go buy at StockX or could buy from another site, not even in my city or in my country, they need to foster that environment that makes you want to come in there and have a conversation and like you said there's so many reasons why it's not happening and and then they're going to be closed and you know nike nike doesn't want to give them product because they want to go direct to consumer anyway so they have that on their you know that on their shoulders to to deal with so so what's the future and that's where the community is built right it's not built in faith i mean it is exists in facebook groups and social media but i think that's where it came from at shops so it's a it's definitely a worry for me but you got to look at it like this when you look at boutiques and you look at let's see the upstart of kith extra butter uh even supreme as far as eight years ago like brands looked into those stores because the people that work there and i can attest to the staff at both locations in new york city for a very long time before they swapped out that like they were engaging they might have been dicks they might have been assholes but like once you got in there you bought some house product you were seen a few times like it was a conversation that you can have, you can talk, you can bullshit, you can know what's coming up. You might not be in the inner, inner circle, but like you got, you got somewhat of an inkling of what's going on. It's, and the brands leaned on that. That's why Kith is where it is because people shop there so regularly without having top tier product. They had a tier zero account, but it wasn't always like that. They, you know, Tanner boots, Timbaland flourished through there. Um, when Buscemi was popping, Buscemi would sell out there. Like there were a lot of shoes that people went and shopped in that store for, but people even knew about it and people would go in and you would talk for hours. And like, that's what they were supposed to do. The people were supposed to engage the clients and the people who worked in the office were completely different. They weren't down in the store. They, they didn't put that pressure on them. Now people who work in stores have to keep track of foot traffic. They have to double back and do the inventory because something sold online and it sells out of our store. So I can't stay and talk to you. I got to go do this. And if they're going to do that, who's being personable with the customer? The customer feels off put or put off by the fact that the, the customer, the, the person I'm supposed to be talking to doesn't have time to talk to me because they're doing so many other things. And then when somebody comes in, who's a boss or a manager and sees them standing around just talking to people, it's like, yeah, but we got so much work to do. Yeah, but this is, this is a job. This is, this is the job of the boutique, which is why you need smaller stores to take over where Kith was or where EB was or where all of these stores were, unless they want to revert back to that and stop being so corporate. Because now that you're at a position to be tier zero or the quick strike drop or be uh, neighborhood specific or QA or whatever it is that they're going to go by on the titles on that because tier zero is like on its way out and they're just doing hyper releases, whatever. 
what what you're asking is when a shoe drops, you want a deck and you want something that says, hey, we have this many people showing up. We ran it this way. Uh, we sent out emails. We got responses. People were standing outside. We took pictures. All of those are jobs that people are doing outside of dealing with customers. Just a heads up. So if they're spending all this time doing all these other things to give to the big box or the big brand to show this is how we're being transparent with our product, you're not spending time with customers. And that is where it falters. When you're not fostering relationships with new clients, how do you have organic relationships in your store? You don't. You don't have that anymore. That neighborhood camaraderie, that feeling, oh, oh, you know what? This guy Dave was just in here. And I think, I think he works uh, at a school. And you work at a school, but like you guys both love New Balances. We're going to have an event. You guys should both come. How do you know you should come to your event? You have no idea because you don't talk to your customers. That's what's missing. Like, how do you know who to seed and who to send product to or who to let know about or who to give a discount code if you don't know your customers? Who's your seeding list? Oh, I got Mayer on my seeding list. I got Bam Bam Baklava. I got uh, Jim Jones. I got, sure, cool. They, they, they can get that anyway. Who are the people who are going to tell you about the product? Because they're going to wear this shit once and give it to their assistant. Who's telling you about product? Who's letting you know what's going on? Um, yeah, so we don't really talk to customers like that because we're doing all these decks. You know, it seems a lot easier than opening up a small boutique, Mike, opening up a resale shop. And that might be why there's 14 within a 10 minute Uber for me and not one boutique. They're popping up everywhere, at least in Toronto. I mean, but that, so like the way you keep that resale shop afloat is emptying out the boutique and the people who empty out the boutique are the people that are there Monday through Friday who they see the most. And it's not even like they have conversation with them until the sixth or seventh time they've been in the store in one week. But they're finally like, oh, what are you doing here? And the people who work there are no longer sneaker people. So they, it takes them a few minutes to get it together to understand that they're there for resale. Oh, oh, wait, they're going for money? Yeah, that's <laughs> what they're doing. Like, and the resale shit is, is a whole nother like epidemic. I'll call it that. I can do that. I don't care. Like, it, it's just one of those things where you're not going to win. You're, you're just not going to win because if you're getting your information from StockX and the hype is coming from the resale price and the idea of getting a shoe is built around what you can flip it for and that is the target audience, you're never going to go back to organic feeling. You're never going to go back to that. We're a dying breed is what we are. And like, I've, I've come to terms with it and I still embrace everything that, that the sneaker has to offer. But I also embrace the fact that like, unless there's this overwhelming drop in resale, and like the market has to plummet to the point where people are like, oh, I'm not going out for that. And you really have to start deliberating what you want to go out for again. And shit goes through the cracks and people just don't want to take a chance on it. That's when it'll come back. That's when like that, that organic feeling will be like, yo, what are you doing? You coming to New York this weekend? Yeah, come down. We're going to go to EB. 10 of us. We're just going to camp out. We'll wait till the next morning. Chill out. Boom. Done. That, that is the only way I see it coming back. Unless brands push for that. Because the raffle push is what, put us in this predicament anyway. When they started shutting down stores to do raffles, that's what, that was the, the beginning of the end for the community, as they call it. Because you're no longer out there as people, you're out there as a machine, just tapping away, sending emails. I agree, but, but in New York, did, did they not start raffles? Tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, because there was trouble in lines because of resellers or is it, I don't, I didn't think it was collectors starting trouble in line as much I mean, as it was resellers, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. Kip didn't have to start doing raffles until 
um, I want to say, I know like off-white stuff from time to time, only because it was a lot of pairs, you know, there'd be like 3,000 people outside. But prior to that, like when I ran releases for them, like I would go out stupid early in the morning or the day before or whatever it was and start a list and do it. And like other stores didn't want to take on that kind of responsibility. They, the crazy part is they would hire security. Security didn't want to create or have that much work for themselves. I'll put it like that. They didn't want that much work to be like, oh, we have to stand out here all night and check people in. Yeah, fuck that. We'll just let them line up in the morning. They got 10 or 12 resellers that they'd like to take money from and let them in the store. And that's why they started doing raffles because it was, and they still kept the security. Security didn't lose their job. I mean, I, I stood on fucking 34th Street waiting Fragment, Fragment 1 as a matter of fact, uh, trying to get Fragment 1s. And I knew all of the security guards there, every single one. I had my cane at the time. I didn't get a ticket. I got a ticket in like the 80s. They had 75 pairs. I'm like, how'd you fuck me like that? I've been standing here for fucking five hours. Like the resellers got six or seven wristbands. They're all throwing the money because they know what the shoe was going to go for. And like my morals wouldn't let me do it. You, you know what I'm saying? And came back around. I want a pair to raffle, like from Nike Lab. Like entered a raffle because they shut the store down and let people come fill them out. And like I won. So like that was karma coming back to me for not being a scumbag and trying to skip the line. But like when a store doesn't want to put the effort in to make sure that things go smoothly as the same as an online release, if they don't want to put the effort in to make sure it goes smoothly, you get the same deal. You get shafted and they don't give a fuck because somebody's going to buy it anyway. I've never seen a proper line like you, you, you would run in and Kith or whatever store in Toronto. It's never happened. People have tried, uh, but it's, it's always, you, you, you it's can always fun, someone fucks it up. You, you can't have a sneaker release written by someone who's not willing to treat everybody exactly the same. If you show any kind of favoritism, you might as well shut your line down. I've had people try and put $100 on my hand, and I, I go give them a dab, and I know that there's money. I keep my hand open. Just like that. Doop. Oh, no, nah, chill, chill, chill. I let the money fall on the floor. No, nah, dog, it don't work like that. You can go to the back of the line in front of everybody. So that way there's no, there's no question. Is he, is he letting people skip the line? Even people that work in a store be like, yo, my man's outside. I say, yeah, he's got to get in line. I, if he if he's cool with you, you can hold this pair. You can pay for it, and he can come get it later. He doesn't have to walk because the second somebody walks into that store that hasn't been in that line for 12, 15, two days, a day, twenty, whatever it is, your your line shut down. It's over. And that and that, like you said, it's you know it was uh, you have Castellers because because of lines because people had to make an active choice, an active decision on what they chased. Those moon rocks or those, <laughs> and now and now people don't have to make that decision, right? People, people, every every, you can go after everything all at once, with as many email addresses as you need, <laughs> or yeah. bots or proxies or whatever it is. It's crazy, and like, it's wild. I couldn't get two of these books, right? Because the address was the same. And I was like, yo, so I hit them up. I'm like, why can't I get a book? I'm like, oh, there was one already sent to the address. I was like, that's kind of insane like that doesn't even make sense but i know people who hit on your site for six or seven pairs of off-white what do you mean i said i can i can show you the emails if you want i can show you the pairs if you need me to like i'm, I'm tapped in everywhere so like it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me to see that on the on the one end of someone who's like i just want to keep one on ice i don't want to open it i just want to keep it in the box but i mean luckily it came with a hole in the top anyway so i was going to open that one regardless but like i don't get it like I, I can't manually obtain two of the same book with my credit card to my address, but I can see someone cop six or seven pairs of a coveted sneaker to one address. How's that happen? 
It's case in point. That's why he stopped giving a shit. The It'll book's a weird one because you, you you have to assume the book is for only loyal loyal people. I don't I don't think anyone else is buying that. People who don't love kits. So how hard it was for some people to get. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem like a limited product. The fact that it's not a hardcover is ridiculous. Yeah, I think everyone's box came a little mashed up. And someone who's who, who's been around Kiss so much, I could see why you would want to, you would want another one. Mine's yeah. definitely not one to keep on ice. It's dinged up. No, so I, I like even like the homage book from the five year. Like I, I have all those, two of each. Like you know, certain stuff I like to keep on the sides. I'm certainly hoping for the market to crash, but I just don't think it will. But I think that could do something for the culture and all the all the people who. Uh, who are, who are ready to get out or have got out might come back and and the, the young people who are in it for the right reasons will stick around i mean it's got to happen it might not be prices but maybe there'll just be oversaturation at some point it'll just be like wait a sec i mean you know, I'm, I'm 18 i gotta go to school i gotta sell this stuff you know or something yeah i mean if schools remain the way they they are you're gonna see more people outside but, I mean, <laughs> that's I mean, a good point you're, you're starting to see like a little destabilization in the market already. I mean, I, I, I see it little by little. For me to go on stock, I've removed StockX from my phone. I'm not, I'm not a member. I'm not logged in there. They're on my credit card information, but like I'll go check prices from time to time. Like for me to recently, I've been on it a little bit more just to be like, I wonder what the price is. Because like, I just want to know. Hmm, I wonder, did they go down? Are they up? I mean, I'm still mad about the 992. They got robbed out of my mail from Ronnie, but like, I check that price every once in a while. It hasn't shifted. It's still like the same price, but like other stuff that I was looking at, I see it like slowly declining, which I'm very happy about. So I'm not gonna not gonna jinx it. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna continue to watch the market and see how it goes. Because I mean, unemployment's over in New York, or, or at least in uh, I guess the whole country. Everywhere. So like, once that drops, like that money influx divots. So you're not you're not just throwing money at shoes. That's first and foremost. So that was the, the initial drop. Now we're going on like what is it three weeks now without it or four weeks? I'm I'm assuming by like month number two without it, people might need to start selling stuff a little bit faster, and you might see even more drops. So plus the holidays are coming up. Holidays, so yeah. Either either they're gonna div it to get rid of it to get that cash back, or they're gonna stay where they're at flatline because people are buying it because it's holiday season. And then after holidays are over, you should see another divot again. So oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really drop in January. I think January is going to be like. That, like, and I'm not like hoping for people to like be losing money, but like at the same time, like if you were charging a thousand dollars for a $200 pair of shoes, fuck you anyway. So like, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see certain shoes that are coveted. Uh, if you got, you know, a Yeezy 2 solar that's going for $5,000. Yeah, fine. I get it. 100%. But if you got a new balance 992 from a Christmas drop at $1,700. Like, here, that's for you. Yeah, the Joe Fresh Goods and things like that might decline. Dave, you talked about this. Uh, I don't know what episode it was, but the whole idea of people not having anything to do with their money. They're at home, they're getting government checks during COVID, and now they can actually spend their money. They can go to the movies, they can eat out and stuff like that, and, and having an impact on spending habits and, and not just sitting at home and buying clothes and expensive hats and jackets or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's opened up a little bit. I think, I think people have started to like, okay, I'm going to start going out, doing stuff, you know, sort of living my life, I guess you would say. And, you know, the, the urge to buy 
the urge to buy shoes or, you know, like the, the, the availability of sort of sitting at home and having nothing in front of you, but new shoes pop up and, Hey, I got money. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm not spending money on gas. Like me, I just, you know, I had to go back to the office recently. So, you know, now I have to buy gas, you know, <laughs> Oh no! Every, every, gas is up, motherfucker. It's, it is. It's yeah, up. It's up. <laughs> and uh, you know, I got to pay for parking again, and you know, I got all these other expenses that are sort of popping up. And it's kind of like, yeah, I don't need that that bad. I don't want it that bad, right? You know. Yeah, real life. Like my son's playing hoops. It's a couple grand, like for the season, and they expect him to play all year. It's like. That's real money again. It's not like he's sitting at home in front of his computer and all I got to do is make him a grilled cheese. Now he's like, Dad, we went to the mall. And then he's like, Dad, you got to show your, you got to show your, uh, your pass, your vaccine pass. And I was like, for basketball, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going into your gym. Like, why would your coach ask me for, for, for my pass? He's like, no, Dad, at the mall. We're at the mall. You got to show it to eat in the food court. I hadn't been in a food court for two years. Spent $25 at a food court, you know? all adds up yep i know how it is daughter's in swimming and it's arm and a leg and i don't know i think i think i think the market will change i think there there will be a drop i have noticed like mike has said i have noticed stuff going down especially like new balance stuff um a lot of their gr stuff you know comes out and you know it'll be like the the 2002 r's the refined future pack Man, I thought they were going to be like 500, 600 bucks. And the weekend that they released, they were, you know, 250. And I was like, really? What? And supposedly it was super limited, so limited, so limited. There aren't that many pairs. There aren't that many. I got two pairs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I might go back and buy the white pair because it's, I think it's at retail just so I can dye it. Yeah. That was the only thing I was going to do. I was like, damn, I should have got the white one. Because when they dropped, they were like, you want all three? And I was like, no, I don't want all three. I'm just going to take the gray pair. And then I was like, shit, I should have got the white pair, too. I should have got the black pair, too, while I was at it. Because why not? But it's all good. I wasn't greedy. Like, I was like, there's other people. And, like, I'm, I mean, like, at least it's over, so it was fine. But there were still mad pairs left. So it wasn't like I was doing anything fucked up. I was just like, I was very surprised that people went that crazy. And then it'd be like, kids like, yo, can I get another pair? I'm like, for what? They're not selling like that. Like, yeah. You got. You have to understand, like the market, and like there's no transparency on numbers ever. Brands want things to sell out, so it's like, oh yeah, no, it's super limited. Meanwhile, they know they got eighty five thousand pairs. Like, this isn't Nike. This is New Balance. We're talking about. So like, you know, they made a shit ton. I know Extra Butter had probably like at least five hundred of each color, and that's EB. So like, I, I could be undershooting that number too. But like, I know they had a lot because they had a crazy long line had to be like two three hundred people and when i got there at like the end of the night they still had pairs so like they weren't holding it for me i just happened to be in the area and they're like yo you're around i was like yeah so go stop by the shop so when i stopped by and they were like yo do you want a pair i was like yeah why not do you want all three and i was like no and then was like, i was like what do you got he's like yeah i got your size whatever you need they didn't have my exact size but i need 11 anyway so i didn't care but i was like oh let me get a 10 and a half because i thought i was still like my 10 and a half now that shit's over 10 and a half is out <laughs> 11 Need a review, Mike, to, so I know sizes. Always counted on your reviews. I was talking to Oliver earlier about like how it's shits. It's it's funny how they don't it's it's funny how transparency has sort of died. Like ten years ago, you could kind of get some sort of semblance of how many pairs were made of everything, right? And now it's like 
oh, you know, this is limited. And I'm like, what's limited? Like, is Nike making 10,000 pairs? Like, because that's limited. Are they making 200,000 pairs? Even 10,000 is limited. Like, 10,000 is pretty fucking limited, if you think about it. For Nike. For Nike, right? But, like, you have no idea. You have no idea how many pairs exist. And the way that they sort of sell you on the product makes it so that, like, you feel like, you know, you feel like everyone has them and you don't have them. But then at the same time, there could be a ton of pairs out there. And especially with the whole logistics of deliveries and shipping you know we'll see a shoe drop one month in one market another month in one market one month in one boutique two months later another boutique even their sizes show up um they'll get partial size deliveries and then they'll get other size so crazy things are happening i don't even think it's covid i think it's just uh well i I mean it's factories and things like that but i think it's just uh the the transportation logistics and shipping market but it's wild like you, you can't predict anything that's affecting resale too right i mean if another drop is coming, I got these, uh, I got these air trainer threes and they haven't dropped in the States. They were supposed to drop. And everyone's like, all my American friends on IG are like, where did you get those? Where I said, three Canadian shops dropped them. Um, the Saquon, the Saquon Barkley ones. Fire. And oh. no one, and no one can get them in the States. They, they don't even know what's happening. And yeah. it just, it didn't used to be like that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was looking for those too. Cause I was like, man, those are, that's a really cool like colorway. I'm not a big, I mean, I'm not a New York Giants fan or anything, but like, I love that. I love that. I love the colorway. Um, I thought it was clean. I, th- I definitely thought it was. I was like, damn, if I was gonna buy one, it would be the Saquon joints. Definitely good story. Uh, I like the fact that he's like on this like this uh, this comeback kind of feel. I mean, I'm not a Giants fan, of course, a Jets fan, which is even worse. But still, like, fucking, you know, I, I just thought that it was it was a good story. And I was I'm always a sucker for like football stuff, even though I'm not watching it. Like, fuck with it. Yeah, like the Victor Cruises. I bought the Victor Cruises. Like, I love that shoe. And that was like the last sort of original trainer that they dropped. And it was such a good colorway. It was such a good model. And it kind of sucked that he left football. Are you, are, are you, are you serious right now? What? About Victor Cruz? What? Are you messing with me right now? You thought that was a good shoe? You didn't like he has that it. Shoe? He says, "Got it. He can show oh, it to us." Terrible, worst. What? Yeah. Are you kidding? I'm dead serious. I thought that was the worst shoe ever. By the way, worst the shoe. Cruise ever. trainer. The cruise trainer. Yeah, yeah. Was it red or was it a couple? What was it? There was blue. There was blue. Red. Blue. Yeah, there was a few of them. He's busting it out. This is getting real. Yeah, I want. I want to see this right now. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Pretty real close. I want. I want to get back on day for a minute. You don't think that looks like anything? Oh, I, I I know what you I know what you're gonna say. Well, that was the era. Everything was influenced by that. Are you talking Yeezys or? You don't think that shoe was influenced at all? <laughs> okay. At all. At all. But that's like saying that shoe, that that shoe isn't influenced by something behind John right now. I'm, I mean, I could see it already. I know exactly what you're talking about. That there's only one part of it. Yeah. Same with the trainer. Same with the same with the Victor oh. Cruz, right? It's all oh, the, the strap, the strap. There's only the air trainers, which Travis is going to start wearing, right? Yeah, yeah, you saw that, right? He was wearing the chlorophylls, if I'm not mistaken. But they're not calling it the trainers; they're calling it the um, the original. What was the original brand? Uh, uh, I don't know my history. Skate the skate shoe that Nike bought. Well, ES was it? No. Oh, was I it? know what you're talking about. Um, I'm getting confused. Was it ES? Yeah. Everything, everything looks like something. 
Yeah, I thought I listen, I thought when that Victor Cruz came out, like it was it was around the Red October time. It was actually right after Red October, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, damn, they just like modeled the shit right after it. And they used the Red October drop as a way to kind of lead into the Victor Cruz shit because there was mad hype around it. Like I just, I felt the strap, the mid cut, the outsole. I was like, this is way too close. Plus like the diamond crust on the side. I was like, this is, this is way too close. Plus That's... the day before he fucked his leg up, he came by Kith because it was the EQT release. It was him, Ronnie, and somebody else who were throwing dice. And somebody was like, yo, don't fuck your knee up the next day. And, he fucked, and that was the that, that was the, the day he fucked his knee up. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like, remember that shit in my head. Yeah. Uh, it was like I love that. Years. I don't know. I like the release. I like the I like the wheat pair. I, I always wanted that pair. Um it did kind of look like the easy. I won't, I won't, I won't, I'll give you that. It did remind me of it. But not until you really said it. I've always liked trainers, and I've always thought they look good. And so, to me, like it has the trainer soul. You know, it's it's everything. It's I love a good. You're all in the same wheelhouse. We can't can't all have e easy money. I don't have easy <laughs> money. See your easy collection. I'm not gonna say a word. I only got one pair. That's it. There's one. I see the Castellers though. Yeah, they're still DS. Still haven't worn them. So bad. That means they always will be, right? How old are they now? They've got to be four or five years. They're five years old now, right? Oh, that's it? 2015? 2016. 2016. Feels like longer. 15. They came out the same day. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But were they produced the same time? Yeah, you can't trust those production dates with the Yeezys. They're going to restock them. Well, I'm just saying the day that they released them, though. No. Because they dropped in 15. I'll wear them sooner or later. Better get on it for the... It's cracking on you? Yeah, I got to do it before it gets too late. Not too bad, but... I'll probably wear them one time and never wear them again. I think this one's really bad. No, they're, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, the EB, the extra butter pair, supposedly is getting really bad on people the giallos yeah i haven't even seen my pair since i moved i have so many things in this all over the place the only shit i have out are these and the ones in the corner there it's like oh. all new, i have a corner of new balance boxes because they're not like i had to get rid of a lot of containers because i wasn't trying to have another sneaker wall so like everything is in boxes there's so many new balance containers is boxes ridiculous boy yeah that that looks pretty contained that doesn't even look like 100 pairs behind you i know Honestly, so I have a crawl space above the house and I have probably all of my ASICs in there. Uh, like a good buck 50 pairs in there. And then I got like another 25 in the corner past the new balances and everything else is in my storage. Cause I couldn't, I, I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not just having fucking shoes everywhere. <laughs> it's not happening. And like, I'm trying to keep it like to a minimal number where it's not like overwhelming. Those so like I wear a lot that of pumpkin spice back there. Well, no, that's um, that is the 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 not Lyra. That is the tender pack from five seven seven New Balance. You talk about the orange one, right? Yeah, under the Jordan one. You got a good eye, Dave. I can't see any of that. Wow. No, to the right. What under Jordan? the Jordan one. What Jordan ones? These? Oh no 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 no. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I haven't worn them. That's why the tag is still on there. It's got to be to be worn if they're in those boxes, huh? Wait, what are those? Is that burgers? 
Oh, their burgers are right, buddy. Oh, in the box. I got to get that food fight pair. Your size wasn't available on Hannon or whoever had them the other day? Um, I don't think one? it was available. I think the biggest size they had was 12, but they were also too much more money than I wanted to pay. Yeah, they were. Sometimes they jack them up. I know. I know. I kept some shit out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's collection vid going on. I, I like it. No, when are we going to get some reviews? The slim down collect. Honestly, like I put out, I can't remember like the last few I put out and like, uh, what was the last one I put out? I have to do one for that new balance. That's for sure. The 2002R, like I definitely need to do one. I know you got them. <laughs> I know you got them. I know you got them. It's my favorite one. It's so, it goes with everything. Everything. So good. Only that that the- you have to wear an all white sock with them because they have like a mesh toe box. So like any kind of liner at the top and mess you up. Let me see. This is this is why you that's why you're not supposed to slip your shoes in like that. I saw what you just did. I don't get shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my shoes. I don't care. It's no, I have I have some like that. Like uh, some of the beater ones are up there. All that matters is what it looks like when I put it on foot. That's pretty fair. I'll give you that. I'll let you rock on that one. How do you like them? They're super comfy. The upper is a lot, a lot softer than like the 990 V3 because it's that same sole, that same midsole. Mm-hmm. But the upper is a lot wider. They're they're really nice. They're expensive though. What would you? Well, these were cheap. These were like 170. Don't say that out loud again. Why? That's not inexpensive at all. GRs are two twenty. I I understand, but it's still like a lot of money. One seventy is still a lot of money. I guess for for a New Balance, eh. yeah. I'm just thinking in general, like one seventy is like up there. Yeah, don't go in the group, Mike. You'll it'll pain you what people are spending on some of these sneakers, some of these New Balance. I honestly, I won't. So like, I'll buy. You want to see what I did in my nine ninety two? By the way, I have to say, I, I told Dave. About a year ago, I, I wasn't into any 990 series. I don't know how many I have now. What are those? My yard 993 is just great pair. I beat these up. I don't like spending more than, you know, XYZ. When it goes to like 220, like that's what I'm like, eh. With tax 235 and then shipping, you're talking like 240. Yeah, your pair is in good condition, buddy. My pair is beat the F up. But like, how many great pairs can you have? I don't even like all gray pairs. You know, we were talking about uh, inability to get these pairs, some of these pairs, but some of these you can get. And like this one was my favorite of the year. And it was easy to get. It's not cheap, but it was easy to get. And, you know, like Acrolac. you can't that. beat this. You can't beat these if you're if you're willing to pay for the quality. I mean, better than, than a lot of collabs, if you ask me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like that shoe was made with premium suede and nice leather. And like I can wear yeah. In my backyard, like, I, dude, I'm like cutting power wash and stuff. Water's kicking up on it, and like, they really don't even look that bad. Like, if I clean them, they look great. Yeah, you take the brush to them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's kind of why, like, I like the New Balance because it's like, if I wear a Nike, if I wear a Dunk to do something, I'm destroying that. Of course, I can clean it up after, but like, the toe box is messed up, the rest yeah. of it is messed up, the midsole's messed. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta clean this thing. New Balance, I'll beat that shoe up for like another six months, and then I'll clean it, and it'll be back to new. 
Yeah. Oh, especially the toe box. You wear a Nike just in the car for yeah. a dunk, a dunk for half an hour. Your, your toe box looks like your kid. Yeah, I wore those. I wore those undefeated for the first time. Um, I think it was yesterday. And I'm in the car, and I literally, I put them on at the door, got in the car, drove to my daughter's school, got out, walked her across the street to the door, came back, got in my car, looked down, and there was like a smudge on the on the on the midsole. And like I didn't I didn't like curb it, I didn't do anything crazy. I just walked. <laughs> you were paying back. attention. <laughs> and I like trying to trying to wipe it off. Got to wipe, tried to wipe it, nothing. Still there. Like drove me nuts all day. And I'm like, it's I didn't do anything. I was like, I didn't do anything. That's why I'm bad. Like I I can I wore my 992s to go to the the Big E, which is like a huge fair that we have here. And I knew it. I was like, oh, she's going to step on them. Um, something's going to happen. I don't care. It's whatever. And they look fine after. But I wear yeah. these like literally to and fro. And like, <laughs> it's like a smudge that I can't get rid of. And I'm so upset about it. <laughs> yeah, everyone says Jordan 1s are the best shoe to beat up. Or I'm, not, I'm not sure. At least not the, the new ones. I mean, honestly, the worst part about a Jordan 1 is like the U-throat area where the laces end. It gets that black mark right where the lace yeah. ends or like how you wear them. And that's like the most tedious stain to get out. So like I'm always very particular. That's why I wear, that's why I wear the decreasers because it, it stops the, the the toe box from bending enough for that to touch that area. Mm -hmm. so you're decreasing, like, yeah, I like my toe box look fresh, but I also don't like that fucking dirt stain. Never thought of that. Yeah, I haven't tried decrease uh, the decreases. I mean, as long as you have a little bit of room in your shoe, you can wear them. Just take the sticker off and slap it up there. But it, it just stops you from, because when you walk, like it gives you that full bend here, right? And it bends the toe box. So when that goes in there, it only goes so far. It just goes with your foot when you step instead of giving you that, that crease area. I figured it would be uncomfortable on the top of your foot. It's foam, so it like molds to your foot. It's actually pretty nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so, I thought it was a plastic piece. So, so yeah, they they have the plastic ones, but the the ones I use are the the force field joints, and they're yeah. foam. So, like, and if you don't take the adhesive off, you could just put them in other shoes. Like, I like I've used the same like pair for like five or six different pairs of shoes. Like, especially if I can't find one, I'm like, oh, I just take it out of this one, put it in that one. Who cares? Yeah, those plastic ones will hurt your feet unless you have a way bigger, like yeah, a size too big. But the I, would other, never, yeah. I would never put something like hard plastic in my shoe, like ever. That makes no sense. It's almost like to keep like a, a shape keeper, like when you put it on the shelf. Yeah, uh, yeah. that might be what you use it for. But gonna say. not to walk around. All right, guys, I gotta I gotta call it a night. Yeah, that was I fun. Gotta, gotta go see chat, the boys. Too. All Good right. Chat. Uh, again. Next time you do a podcast, I want to see you in that costume to your right there, Dave. <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> we got it today. Mike, I'm Mike, I'm recruiting you know who for my podcast. So help me out. Put in a good word. All right. I mean, you know, start a group chat. Let's go. I'm in there. She's not in the group chat. No, no. I know I'm saying like <laughs> oh, okay. so, group chat and like we'll just bullshit a little bit. You know what okay. I'm okay. He'll answer. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Take care. Alright, okay. See you guys. Peace. Later. Day.